Acapella Books is a staple in the Atlanta literary scene, stocking antique collectibles along with bestsellers. And the shop is a major sponsor of events with authors. I'll be hosting two of them next week. Podcast host and journalist Malcolm Gladwell, the man who introduced the tipping point to the American lexicon, will be discussing his new book, Talking to Strangers, next Thursday evening at the First Center for the Arts. And MSNBC host Rachel Maddow will talk about her new book. It's called Blowout. It's about the oil and gas industry, and it digs into, among other things, how deeply that industry is tied with the geopolitics of Ukraine. So it's very timely. I'll be speaking with her at the Fox Theater in Atlanta on Sunday, October 13th. Well, earlier this year, acapella bookstore owner Frank Reese and bookseller Emmy Carmichael gave their recommendations for our Southern Reading List. It's our series of authors and readers sharing books that define and reflect the South. I'm Emmy Carmichael. I work at Acapella Books uh, as a bookseller. And my first pick is Treeborn by Caleb Johnson. It's a novel. I've been a big proponent uh, of Caleb's. It's his debut novel since he uh, first released it. Back in the summer, I'd read a pre-pub copy of it and just fell in love. It's the story of Janie Treeborn, who grows up in a small town, Alberta, Alabama. And I, too, grew up in a small town, and so I immediately identified with Caleb's uh, word usage, his turn of phrase, you knew he knew the South. And uh, he also does something that I think is uh, very difficult with writing, and that is tells a story from Janie's point of view from 1929, then in 1954, and then in present day. The water was coming. But Janie Treborn would not leave. She'd lived alone in this house perched on the edge of a roadside peach orchard in Alberta, Alabama, ever since Lee Malone sold it to her. Sold, maybe not the right word for the price she paid, the price he would take. But it was hers, and she would not leave. Rather, the water take her, too. She'd been telling her visitor exactly how she came to own the house, which once was Lee's office, and before that, his boyhood home. A complicated matter. To tell how this house and the surrounding property became hers, she needed to tell how it became Lee's. And to do that, she needed to first tell about a man named Mr. Prince. See, back then, folks thought Mr. Prince wasn't but a rumor and a last name, she continued. But he was real. Lived in one of them mansions down on the river. Uh, she has a grandfather, Hugh, who is a... Howard Finster-like character with uh, folk art. Uh, she has a grandmother, Maybell, postmaster of the small town, and it's her death that kind of throws everything into chaos. I look for many more things, big things from Caleb Johnson, and this is a wonderful, wonderful read for anyone who wants to know the South or who has grown up here. I'm Frank Reese, and I'm the owner of Acapella Books in Inman Park in Atlanta. And the first uh, title that I selected for the Southern Reading List is The Futilitarians, Our Year of Thinking, Drinking, Grieving, and Reading by Ann Giselson. Ann Giselson is a New Orleans-based writer. I met her and heard her read from it. It's basically an account of a year in a reading group. 
Yeah, but this reading group uh, was unique in that they um, were all dealing with personal loss and grief, and they came together to find readings that helped them all pull through that. And it's a beautiful book about the power of reading and uh, sharing reading with others. And it's also a beautiful portrait of New Orleans, her, her native home. Each chapter is a different uh, month and the reading material that they read. So sort of each chapter is its own revelation because for the most part, it's not not very well-known or familiar pieces of literature that they're sharing. So each chapter has a life of its own. I would say the, the, the through story is more her own family story and the, and the specific tragedies that they've dealt with and the way she portrays them. Uh, it's a very moving story. Well, my second selection is uh, The Fighter, a novel by Michael Ferris Smith. And uh, Michael is a Mississippi writer, and uh, he is of the school. There are a lot of young, predominantly male Southern writers uh, like David Joy and uh, Taylor Brown and and in the tradition of Larry Brown and and other kind of rough-and-tumble, good old boy Southern types. And among them, Michael is probably my favorite. I think he just writes beautifully. The door opened, and two women in matching red Salvation Army t-shirts stared down at the boy. Then they looked into the parking lot at the still lingering cloud, out into a gray morning sky. They glanced at each other, and then one said, I guess we're going to have to hang a sign next to the one that says no mattresses, that says no youngins. The other woman lifted the boy and held him up beneath his arms as if to make certain he was made of actual flesh and bone. When she was satisfied, she hugged He also, while he writes about people in a down-and-out uh, part of life or part of the world, um, he writes about him with a lot of heart and compassion. And when, when you read his stories, uh, it, it you can't dismiss these characters uh, as, as beneath anybody. You really are inside them and understand how human they are. And he, he just somehow or another conveys their humanity and his compassion for them in a way that really resonates with me. My last pick is Visible Empire by Hannah Pittard. It is a novel based on the true story of uh, the over 100 Atlantans that were on a trip to Europe uh, to scout out cultural locations and to bring back ideas for Atlanta's cultural scene. And um, the plane crashed on takeoff from Orly Airport in Paris, and there were no survivors. And this book deals more with the people they left behind in Atlanta and how they had to deal with the loss uh, of their friends and family as well as uh, a setback for Atlanta's cultural scene as a whole. Uh, It's very readable, very, uh, it's addictive. Once you start, it simply is addictive. You get caught up with the characters. And even though uh, it is based on a a tragic, true story, uh, Hannah has done a great job of uh, making the lives of those left behind compelling as well. Frank, I've got to make a confession now. (laughs) A very poorly kept secret is that I often spend a lot of my time reading uh, books that we get in. I'm sure those of you who... uh, 
our book readers understand once you start. And so I was about 100 pages in uh, when I found Frank looking at me like, uh, would you like to do some work now or just sit down so you'll be more comfortable? Uh, Anyway, that's and so I took the book home that night and finished it. Uh, So I read it all in one day. Frank Reese there, owner and Emmy Carmichael bookseller at Acapella Books in Atlanta. Music there from Blue Dot Sessions. Acapella Books is sponsoring two onstage interviews that I'll be doing next week. First with Malcolm Gladwell on Thursday the 10th, and then with Rachel Maddow on Sunday, October 13th. You can find more information on both events at our website, gpbnews.org. And let us know on our Facebook group what you think I should ask Malcolm Gladwell and Rachel Maddow. I'll try to incorporate as many of your questions as possible.